Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 68, which we are recording on Tuesday, August 5th. It's already August 2014. And Boo is sitting right near the microphone and you may hear a little bit of sleep noise slash purring. Yes, he's very happy. We just got back from a vacation and we were gone for a few days and he's very happy to have company again. We had somebody come in and take care of our pets while we were gone, but it's never the same as having your family here. So. Yeah. And we didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Gail. Oh, and I'm Charlene. And it's been a pet-filled week for me. It a little has. Lucy update. She has been interesting because she responds to vaccines and she has been limping and she has been lethargic and she has been to the veterinarian twice for different things yes it's been a very challenging five days with the puppy we feel really bad for her it's like watching if you have children watching your sick very young child with the flu and you can't do anything to help it's that helpless sensation so Hopefully Lucy's on the mend. She got subcutaneous IV fluids this morning, <laughs> so I didn't know you could do that with an animal, especially when as small as Lucy. So this is a knitting podcast. Shall we get to it? What yes, are you wearing? I am actually not wearing anything this morning. I am still in vacation mode, and she's not naked though. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I am wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and it's warm today it's muggy it's been very muggy very muggy it's a somewhat cloudy morning but it's still warm yep very very warm summer we're having probably the warmest summer we've had in many many years but aside from that i am going to tell you about the very last thing that i wore which was my imagine wind shawl designed by hohi locatelli I knit this shawl, and I was shocked when I looked it up. I knit this shawl back in September, October of last year, which is surprising to me because I still think of it as a new design and one of my newer shawls, which I guess maybe it is still one of my newer shawls, but is my probably most worn shawl these days because I love the unusual shape. It's shaped by short rows and has one end that's a little bit short. One one part of the triangle is shorter and it has one very long tail. And when I wrap it around, I take the long part obviously and wrap it around and the shawl stays in place. It's beautiful because of the little yarn overs that create little triangular shapes along the short row edges, or not edges, the short row sections within the shawl. And the yarn that I knit it in is yummy. It is Fiber Company Meadow, which is, I think I remember talking about this when I originally knit it because it's just got a little bit of everything thrown in there. It's got merino, llama, silk, and linen. (laughs) And it's soft as butter. It is soft. The llama makes it very soft. And then the linen, there's kind of little linen slubs in there that don't dye the same as the other fibers. So there's a little bit of tonality from the linen, and you get the rough slubs in there. Pretty it looks nice. like it's heathered to me. That yes. linen makes it, yes. gives it yes. a heathered look. In my and opinion. mine is in a dark purple indigo color. Of course. Of course. <laughs> it's really pretty. And that's what I'm wearing. What are you wearing, Gail? It's the Hohe show today. Oh. <laughs> I also am not wearing my hand knit, but what I have in case I get chilly is my boxy sweater by Hohi Locatelli and this one is my Madeline Tosh Tosh Merino light in the cobalt colorway which is just a beautiful vivid blue it makes me happy just looking at it and again it's too warm to wear so it's sitting there it's just looking pretty that's the other thing <laughs> hand knits can do for you yes so if you're not true. wearing them you can just gaze at them in admiration I often have when I'm sitting at my desk I often have something that I've knit sitting on the table with me and during when I'm working or yarn too, but I often find myself when I'm working, my hand goes over to to squeeze, yeah, Mm -hmm. to squeeze or pet the article, the the knit item or the yarn that I have sitting there. I always seem to have a balled up skein on my desk. Mm -hmm. And yes, I've had one. It's been sitting there a mighty long time and it's beckoning to me, but it's not going to be knit anytime (laughs) soon. So I can just gaze at it. It's one of my perfect pink colors, and I just love to look at it. So, (laughs) What you can do with your yarn when you're not actually knitting with it. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't have a stash space at home where I can display it. 
Because that would be really fun too, is that to would have be it fun. out in public, you know, where you can actually it would see be your fun, pretty yarn. But we're both pet households, so we don't leave a lot of things out. <laughs> Even oh, and pet. Ha. So <laughs> Lucy goes trotting into my bedroom. The only day I left a skein of yarn on my bed. Thirty seconds later, she comes trotting back out with the skein of yarn in her mouth. It's like, really? oh, you got to be kidding me! Wow, it's <laughs> just unbelievable. So yes, I'm being very careful. So it's a good thing that you did all that preliminary yep. pet proofing. Absolutely. Yeah, it was sitting on the bed waiting for me to take pictures of it for stash, and the little creature came trotting out. with. It was funny because it was like looped under her tooth, so she didn't have like a really firm grip right. on it. <laughs> she hadn't had it long enough. <laughs> exactly. She hadn't sunk her little teeth in yet. Wow. She's quick. She is quick. <laughs> She's quick to know what mommy loves. Okay, so what have you been stalking? If you have been stalking. I have not been stalking much since the last podcast, but I do like to look at my friend's feed on Ravelry. And if you don't know what that is, you can look at all of the projects that your friends have been knitting. You go to your friend's area on Ravelry, and then you have options to see who your friends are, friends activity, friends blogs, neighbors, and then even within friends activity, you have the option of seeing what your friends have favorited, what your friends have knit, their projects. You just check and uncheck your selections. And me, I like to see everything. So do I. My friends have been stashing, favoriting, knit, their projects. I like to see it all. So even though I haven't been stalking that much, one project did catch my eye, and that is called the Crazy Stripes Tea. And it is a pattern by... Okay. Atelier Alpha. Thank you. My page... Is reloading. And why do I know that? Because I've been stalking it too. (laughs) So this popped up in my friend's feed on Ravelry because Carol, aka CDN Carol, knit a version of this. Now Carol is a very prolific knitter and she knit this on her summer trip, I believe. I got to see it in person in San Francisco. Oh, you did? Oh, wait. No, did she have it? Maybe she just had pictures. But she was in the process of knitting it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing some photos of that. And as Gail mentioned, Crazy Stripes Tea, patterned by Atelier Alpha. And it is a striped pullover made with short row stripes. So that one side of the t-shirt has thin edges of stripes. And the other side has wider edges of stripes. And there are only 26 projects on Ravelry right now. But within those 26 projects, there are two color, three color, and four color versions. So people have taken the pattern and really personalized it. So it's very visually interesting. Some people just have, like I said, have the two colors. Some people have two colors with a third occasionally striped. There's a version that's three colors evenly striped. So it's one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And I'm not usually a striped person, but this one draws my eye more so than straight horizontal stripes, just because of the diagonal lines that the striping creates. And I really like the way people have personalized it and played with it. Any pattern that people have fun with and make look really different from project to project. I I really enjoy that. So this one is fun. And she also recently, recently being in the last several months, has released several different patterns that are variations on the same theme. So this one is called Crazy Stripes, and the stripes are steeper, I would say, versus another one that they are not quite as steep. So it's almost... They aren't equally sized stripes, but it's slightly different. And then she Mm. had three cardigans, I think they were all cardigans, that she also released recently with the same striping theme. So she has a lot of really beautifully striped sweaters out there right now. Mm. Yeah, I'm not so familiar with her patterns. I never had been. Yeah, I started looking through them, and a lot of them are stripes, which explains why I wasn't initially Drawn drawn to them. But like I said, this one just... The stripes 
make the look diagonal rather than horizontal. So that really caught my eye. Well, I would imagine it would be more slimming that way as well. You know, more flattering. Perhaps, yeah. On the body. Yeah. That yeah, it's be. super cute. It's... And I love Carol's finished version. It's yes. adorable. I do too. I do too. Great summer colors. She's yep. got that pop of lime in there. Yep. And then blue and white, kind of nautical, reminiscent of nautical colors. and Very fun. Good summer colors. I, I agree. So the second thing I am stocking is a pattern called the Arrow Bite Cowl by Larissa Brown. Now, I am not familiar with Larissa Brown pattern, so I went and I looked to see what else she has written. And her most popular pattern is something called the Meathead Hat that has over 900 projects. And actually on... The Meathead Hat page, there's a coupon code that ended last year on November 15th. So I don't even know if she's perhaps not that active on Ravelry because it's got the old coupon code on there. I'm not really sure. But the Aerobite Cal is a almost three colors. It's got it's mostly two colors, and then it looks like it's got just a very thin, maybe only one or two rows of stitching of a third color, because the third color bisects the two colors into halves. So it's got one color on each half, and then a third color that bisects them. And the arrow bite name, I believe, takes its name from, well, actually it says right here on the pattern page, <laughs> a simple eyelet pattern creates arrows traveling around a long, airy cow. So there you have it. <laughs> and that one was really cute. And it's interesting because the colors that she chose for her sample are not at all colors that I would ever choose. But yet it, but it struck you. Yet you noticed it's it. cute. I think it's super cute. It is super cute, but I would never, ever, ever choose those colors. It's funny because I would choose the tealy color. I, I would have to have it a little darker, but that's... You know, that's... Yeah, we kind of go that way, though. I'm <laughs> brighter than you are in general, except for your violently violent <laughs> explosion. But that's good that it's good to remember that you need to look beyond the color that the sample is knit in. Like me, so. if it's brown. <laughs> yes. Glaze. Or... <laughs> yes. And so my point in mentioning that I wasn't familiar with this designer was I just wanted to mention that she does say on the pattern page that it is tech edited and test knit. None of the test knits are linked to her pattern page yet, but since it has been test knit, I suspect those will be coming as the pattern looks like it was just released. So another thing I wanted to mention, what do you look for when you see a pattern by a designer who is new to you? Now, what I always look for, one of the main things I look for is just what I mentioned. I like to know that a pattern has been tech edited. And then I'll also go through what I just mentioned also and see what other patterns the designer has made. See if they have patterns that have been knit a lot. See what comments people say about the pattern. See if it looks like it's a well-written pattern, an easy-to-follow pattern. And that just helps you have a little bit of faith because it's difficult sometimes to purchase a pattern from an unknown person. Or unknown to you. Unknown to right. me. As yes. a designer. New yes. to you designer. Yes. Right. New to you. New to me, I should say. And so it helps have helps to have a few things to look at. And especially that I think the tech editing is one of the most important things that I like to look for. Well, I'm this. I look for this very similar things because I was taught by Charlene, of course. But <laughs> I often find things where I just love, love, love a specific project, and there will be one or two projects. And so I've learned that it's often better to wait until several people have knit something before I dive into it, because even if it has been tech edited and test knit, not always are those processes successful. Right. So if more people have knit it, that also gives me more confidence. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's a known and trusted source. That's true. Yeah. But most known and trusted sources do have their projects test knit. Right. So usually right. 
you'll see a project released with at least, you know, a handful right. of projects to go with it. Right. Not always. And then while I was stalking her project or her patterns in general to see what else she has done, I found a cute shawl that she had also designed that only has 34 projects that's called the On-Off Shawl. And it's knit in DK or worsted weight, which I have... I have another shawl that's knit in DK weight, and I really like the way that it sits. The, the heavy, heavy, I guess because the shawl is heavier, it sits really good. It feels really good. Obviously, it's for cooler weather. It's not something that I've been wearing in the warm, warm weather, but I really enjoyed it last year when it was colder. And so this shawl, it says that it is a square with a slit which is interesting because she mentions the shape of the shawl but there aren't any pictures of the shawl laid out so i can actually oh. see what the shape of the shawl itself is all of the patterns that she has or all of the photographs excuse me that she has on the pattern page are draped on a hanger or draped on a person which is kind of too bad because it sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see a, a full shot, a, a full shot of the finished. Of shot. what? Yeah. So, what I need to do is stock some of the projects and see if anybody has a picture of it laid out flat, so I can see what shape it is. Because it sounds interesting. You could also PM her on Ravelry. And That's what her. I was thinking. Yeah. I'll probably do eventually yeah. too because I like to contact designers that we mention on the show and just let them know. Hey. I saw your designs and I liked it. So, <laughs> so that's those are the only things I'm stocking. What about you? Well, and I was silently stocking? laughing to myself when you said a DK weight shawl or worsted weight shawl because the first thing I'm stocking oh. is a DK weight shawl. <laughs> We're so predictable. <laughs> we don't plan this seriously. No, but we always seem to be stocking the same designer or the same type of garment. Now it's the same weight. Anyway, my stocking has been focused solely on colors of fall knit along. So I may have purchased some beautiful yarn from Kim of Western Kindness. I had decided I had this vision in my head that I had to have a beautiful aluminum gray top that's loose and drapey and it had to be paired with a three color shawl that was the royal blue misty mauve aluminum combination. Sounds lovely. And Kim came through again because she's amazing and she dyed yarn that she has named aluminum and a skein of yarn that she named Misty Mauve. And I have now the blue, the mauve, and the aluminum for a three-color shawl. And the shawl I plant in it is Puck, P-U-C-K. And that's by Boo Knits. If you're familiar with the designer Boo Knits, most of her shawls, and she, I think, is exclusively a shawl designer, most of them are extremely beautiful lace and often beadwork shawls. They are just stunning. And this shawl is a diversion from that. This one is actually, it's a three color striped shawl that it has many projects that have been knit and you can vary the way you do the color striping. And it has a little bit of garter in it to break up the stripes. And it just seemed like a perfect comfy shawl. And of course it has tassels on the end, which you know, my tassel weakness. So I saw the tassels and that's probably what caught my eye in the first place. But that is the Puck Shawl by Boonits. And I will be knitting that. I have a skein of all three skeins are the same basic base, which is 50% merino, 50% silk. So it'll be nice and drapey and warm. One of the skeins is from the dyer Dye for Yarn. And that was a gift that Carol, CDN Carol, gave to me. And that is in Ground Sapphire is the name of the color. So it's the, the royal cobalt of the Pantone colors. And then the other two are the 50% silk, 50% merino from Western Sky Knits that Kim dyed for me. So it's going to be a beautiful shawl. The yarn was approved by Charlene today. I showed it to her. <laughs> <laughs> got her, of course, her, her sign of approval. The second thing I've been stalking is the loose drapey black top black sorry gray aluminum gray top that I want so I had this vision in my head of something very very simple and of course I can't find really what the vision in my head is so I ordered 
50-50 again, 50% merino, 50% silk fingering weight in aluminum from Kim because I really wanted it to be drapey. So I wanted it to have a silk content. And then the pattern that I've stopped before and talked about before, Obsidian. It is a cowled pullover by Lisa Much. And I've gone back and forth about this pattern a lot. About you whether have for a long time. I know. Would it look good on me? Would it not? You know, it's a pretty body conscious sweater. And I don't know. I'm more into A-line sweaters. <laughs> but it's so darn pretty. It's garter stitch. It, really it has is. the big loose cowl that you can pull off one shoulder or both shoulders. And you, you can therefore style it in a multiple of ways. And... We've mentioned Yelena on the podcast before, Why Malcolm on Ravelry, and she is a contributor in the threads in our group on Ravelry, and she recently, about a month and a half ago, started a blog called Le Poule Juste, which is French for the right sweater, and she said that we gave her the kick in the butt she needed to finally do this blog, which she's been <laughs> considering for a long time, because we mentioned how stylish she is, and her blog is fantastic. She will go to work and she works in Boston and she's very high fashion and she'll have one of her hand knit sweaters styled with either a work outfit cause she's going to work or maybe it's a casual day. I don't know, but she always has like the perfect sweater with the perfect skirt or dress and shoes. And she links to everything on her blog and describes what modifications she did or why she chose the things she did to go together. And about two weeks ago, she was wearing her obsidian sweater with oh. a really cute pencil skirt. And I thought, that is just such a cute look. You could wear that for any reason. Work, mm -hmm. play, I mean, anything. It just looked so cute. So that reignited my interest mm -hmm. in knitting obsidian. I still, I'm not 100% that I'm going to do it, but I may actually put up a poll in the thread for this episode asking opinions on whether I should do it or not. Because, of course, Elena said, you should do it. You should totally do it. And I showed the pattern to my husband and my son, on Ravelry and they both said, you'd never wear that. You're crazy. So <laughs> I just don't know what to think now. But that is the second thing I'm stocking, the Obsidian Sweater by Lisa Much. And the third was the Crazy Stripes tee that Charlene already talked about. <laughs> and that, again, I caught my eye because Carol, her test knit in particular, really caught my eye because yeah. I just love the colors. But right. that inspired me to go check out the pattern. I think it was just released this last week or within the last few days. And to go look at all the other FOs and like Charlene said, just beautiful color pairings and it just made my mind think, oh, all the single skeins of fingering I have in my stash that I could put together to make that sweater and it would be so pretty in all the colors. <laughs> so those are the things that I'm stocking. And again, mostly around the colors of fall knit along because I really want, I've, I've knit several things already that mm -hmm. qualify but I really want a single put together like, oh, that's the other thing. If I knit obsidian, it has the big cow neck, so I wouldn't probably wear it with a shawl. So that's true. That's one you would thing wear that, it with a tank top or... Underneath yeah. it, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It wouldn't really work for my completed look necessarily, but... That's true. You wouldn't wear a shawl with that. Yeah. yeah. So that's the other thing that occurred to me, probably as I was falling asleep the other night. <laughs> but a lot of the other things that are on my needles actually have colors of fall colors in them. So, strange but true. So what are you knitting? Right now in my hands is something that I started when we were on our family vacation, which is a scrappy shawl. I just grabbed a whole bunch of fingering weight and sock yarn scraps that loosely went together and I am randomly making what I think is going to be a crescent-shaped shawl. No pattern, just doing different stitches as I come to color changes or not. It's just cool. completely random. I really like the way she's doing it. I ne it never would have occurred to me to do that. Oh, well, completely super cute. random and scrappy. And I've decided that I am probably going to make several of these because it is a very fun way to use up those scraps and it's time for me to do something with that box, box slash bag of scraps that I have. I have that same feeling. Yeah and it's amazing you take a few small balls and it's enough to put a shawl together. So. Yeah it's crazy. Because what I did was I picked different colors and then I weighed them out and I can't remember but I weighed it out to be around 100 grams 
the, so, the entire ball put together, you mean? Yeah, yeah, or all the little balls. And then I just took it with me, took a needle, and completely random. <laughs> now, did you join those separate balls together? Because when I saw it, you had balled all of them into one big ball. I, I did ball it all into one big ball because it was easier to travel with. Yeah. But what I did was I left out the ends and I'm going to weave them in. Okay, so when you change the color, I can see that now. Yeah. Okay. You're going to weave in all yeah. the ends. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's been talking about that magic knot or whatever it's called. But oh, there is a knot. Yeah. I just don't trust knots. I don't care for knots in shawls. Because, well, actually, I shouldn't say just shawls. No matter what it is, the knots always pop through to the front yeah. for me. So I haven't found a technique, no matter how how good the knot is. It's not that I'm worried the knot's going to come undone. It's that the knot always pops through to the front, and you can see it. See, I have the fear that it's going to come undone also. Yeah, I, I guess I probably have that fear a little bit too. Well, and I have a princess in the pea syndrome, where if oh. there's a tiny knot, I'm going to end up leaning on it and thinking yeah. that it's an uncomfortable garment yeah. because of one knot. Yeah. I, I think I would always have that happen, too. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so my preferred method, I don't mind weaving in the ends. My preferred method is to weave in the ends. So I will do that. Yep, safer. Yes. And then, let's see, I still have my inner piece shawl on the needles. It's still in that same stopping spot. I think I'm at about 50% on that, and I need to weigh it and determine where my next what section is my next section and then i also did work on a, a pair of jaywalkers that i've had on the needles for a while now that i'm knitting those in the, uh, one of the crazy zauber ball colors and i was on quite a bit of a sock kick the first half of the year which has apparently morphed into a shawl kick for the second half of the year and so that very last pair of socks are sitting there marinating and I believe I am past the heel it's a top-down sock I've already put in a piece of scrap yarn for a heel I'll go back and put the heel in afterwards but I'm past that point so I think I'm maybe at 50% or just a little past and it's the second sock, so oh, I have no, then. yeah, I have no excuse. I'll finish that one soon. That one's coming up. And that's the only thing that I'm working on. What are you working on, Gail? I am working right now on my Viagent, which I got re-inspired to knit. And this is like the black hole of knitting. <laughs> Holy kershmoly. So I picked it up thinking, okay, there's a gigantic ball of yarn left. I'm using Miss Babs Kilimanjaro, which is her BFL laceway yarn. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm using the Prince colorway, which is purple, oh, wow. gray, and blue. You and do have a lot left. Holy, and this is, okay, so the, the ball still looks enormous. When I picked this up two weeks ago, I picked it up, I think, two days after we last recorded. The ball was enormous, and I, I thought, I'm never going to finish this. Well, now the ball still looks enormous, but I've knit, <laughs> I've knit at least six inches on this thing. And you can't tell, of course, but it's very long. And it's beautiful. I'm just really afraid that I'm not going to like this spread out over my entire body because it's really bright. And I understand how you feel. Remember when I was working on mine, I was in that just going round and round oh stage. And I think I mentioned why I thought people were crazy for knitting it yeah. at some point. That's <laughs> true. It is absolutely mindless knitting in terms of it you is. can do it while you're talking on the phone, watching TV. You could practically do it while you were with cooking. With your eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, with your eyes closed. I can do it and talk to people and yeah. not even look down at my knitting, which is nice. But oh, 1,750 yards. Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. I haven't weighed the yarn ball to know. You're supposed to start the lace at about 20% remaining yarn. Yeah. And I don't think I'm close enough to uh, – I think if I weighed the yarn right now, I might cry to <laughs> see how much is left. Well, and I think the original pattern calls for – 1,750 yards. Yeah. Yeah. A skin of Woolmai's lace garn. And this is the same same size put up in the oh, okay. Kilimanjaro. Okay. So kind of kind of crazy. But it's beautiful. I mean it's really, really pretty. And it has have aluminum in it, so I mentioned that a lot of the things I'm knitting right now actually have colors of fall colors in it. And that makes me happy. So and it has the royal blue in it as well. 
Well, the funny thing is you mentioned you don't know if you'd like having that over your entire body because it's so bright. You've knit, you've knit so many other things that are much brighter. That, to me, but, doesn't even look bright. But a cardigan, you have an isolated bright patch on your body. This is going to be from my <laughs> neck down to, you know, however my long knee. You or, yeah, yeah, however long I happen to have it. That's a lot of fabric that's bright and variegated to cover a body. So that's, that's what I, I keep it's thinking, so what have I done? But it's, it's very beautiful. <laughs> so that's what I am still knitting, and I have been knitting it for Did eternity. you mention that's the Prince colorway? Yeah, I did. Okay. Prince. We, I'm thinking it's got to be something like Purple Rain Purple related, Man. because it just screams that to me. Yeah. But I'm a child of the 80s, too. The next thing I'm knitting, I finally cast on my Hitofu Day sweater Yay! by Hiroku Fukatsu. And I'm using a new-to-me yarn. It's Holstgarn. And the base name is Coast, and it's a 55% wool, 45% cotton blend. And I'm using a color called Sea Green, and I love this yarn. It's fantastic. It's different than most yarns that I knit with. It's plied. It's because it's almost 50% cotton. It's not super elastic, but it's still elastic. It has a great hand. It's hmm. going to be a beautiful drapey sweater. I'm really, really happy with the yarn so far. And the sweater, I've knit almost 10 repeats for the sleeves. It's all over lace. And Hitofude, I think, means single stroke or something to Something that like yeah. that, because so, you can knit the whole sweater without cutting the yarn. Right. There is, you never break the yarn yeah. until you're done with the sweater. So you cast on. It's a provisional cast on. And you knit down for the sleeves. And then you join with a three-needle bind-off to make tubes where those are the sleeves that your arms mm -hmm. go through. And then you knit a ribbed section. And from there you start the lace again to knit down for the skirt of the sweater. Mm -hmm. Really beautiful pattern, very well written so far. And it calls for, I think 12 repeats of the lace for the sleeves for my size, but I don't want my sleeves to be that loose. So mm -hmm. I will knit fewer repeats, but I'm just about ready to separate for the sleeves. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited or bind off the sleeves in this case really excited about the pattern. And if you're interested, Isabel, I think is her name. I don't remember her Rav name, started a mini knit along thread in our Yarniax Ravelry group for oh, people to knit that. the Hita Fude. Yeah. So there are several people who were either already knitting it or were just That's starting. Nice. So there are several of us who are doing it right now. That's nice. Yeah, it's really fun. So join in if you- I saw that. Made me want to knit another one. <laughs> I enjoyed working that. I really did. It's fun. It's really fun. And the thing I love about lace knitting, once I get it, and it's a very, very simple lace pattern. It is mm -hmm. eight rows that are repeated over and over. If you're familiar with lace at all, fantastic lace pattern. You don't really have to think. I usually keep my lace patterns very close by because I don't memorize them easily. And I'm constantly triple checking to make sure I haven't, you know, messed up and mm -hmm. I'll use lifelines because I'm worried. This is the most carefree lace pattern I've ever it is. knit. It really is. And as I've mentioned before, I really like wearing the sweater. It stays in place. You don't fuss with it once it's on. And you know what I was thinking as I was knitting it the other day? I was thinking this would actually be a good first sweater for someone the if you're not the intimidated. The construction is really easy. Yeah, there's so, no shaping. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about shaping. There. If you can follow a very simple lace repeat, this is your sweater yeah. because it's it's such a simple knit. It's surprising. So I highly recommend the pattern, obviously. I'm not finished with it, so I guess I should wait to recommend it until <laughs> it's done. But there are a lot of FOs on mm -hmm. Ravelry. A lot of people mention it, and everybody who knits it seems to love it. I so. was going to say, it's definitely there's definitely enough support for that one to be a beginner sweater if you can follow the lace pattern like yeah. you said and again yeah. the lace is so simple and that's i actually find it soothing because my mind hasn't really been in a lace place lately where mm -hmm. i really want to think about having to knit because i just want to knit thus the vigent where you don't have to think right. <laughs> but the hito fude is almost the same way for me every other row is just a pearl back row there you do have to do a couple knit stitches in there so you do have to pay attention but once the pattern is established it's very clear where those are and it's very soothing yeah. and it's addicting in that you want to finish one more repeat right. before you stop so you I know i never yeah i almost never go to bed without finishing a whole repeat nice. so 
And yeah, I just looked it up. There are 1,600 plus projects on Ravelry. So definitely lots of support and fellow knitters available on Ravelry if anyone had questions. Yeah. So if any of you are thinking about taking the plunge, totally do it. And it doesn't even require that much yarn for a sweater. I mean, I think I will end up using 800 yards or so. So I could have done two skeins of most fingering weight yarn. Yeah, that's very cool. And I am like hands in the air victorious. I made a huge decision and I frogged my color craving shawl and it made me so happy to rip that thing out. I kept thinking, oh, I've got to finish it. Oh, I've got to finish it. I realized one day, you weren't enjoying it. Why on earth would I continue to knit something that just bumming me out? Okay, so I want to know was. Do you think it was just your color combination? No, it that wasn't, wasn't just doing the colors. It, it was, was the, the pattern shawl itself. Yeah. So you're not going to choose no. to re-knit that Absolutely in another not. color. No. Okay. It you had to pay too much attention for what I wanted and the the result it was giving me wasn't enough satisfaction to outweigh the attention I was having to pay. Yeah. So yeah. I just Decided to rip it out, and I'm so happy I did, because <laughs> at the end of our last recording, I had three gigantic projects on the needles. Now I have Viagent, which still, like you heard, I have a long way to go, but Color Craving has been frogged, so that's happy, and my A Hint of Summer by Isabel Kramer is just in hibernation right now, but I will get back to that. So basically, I just have Viagent that's, you know, a big, big project mm-hmm. on the needles. Cause I don't think of Hita Fude as an enormous project. It's right. a sweater, so it's not small, but it's not 1750 right. yards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to put it into perspective. Yes. It's practically knitting a blanket. You know, if this was worsted weight yarn, yeah. Vigent would be a blanket. That's true. So that's what I'm knitting. What did you finish since the last episode? The only thing that I finished and I'm so happy with is that version of February lady sweater that I talked about last episode. Oh, I didn't get to see it on oh, yet. I'll go get it. I made one of these in one skein of Miss Bab's Yowza. So it's got short sleeves and it's a little shorter than my other one because the Miss Bab's Yowza is only 560 yards. So I knew that going into it that I was going to have to cut corners somewhere to make it work with the one skein. And other, you did stockinette instead of garter. At I the did top. stockinette instead of garter to make my yarn go a little bit further. And I also made my sleeves a little bit smaller around because I knew I was going to have short sleeves instead of the more oh. elbow length or three quarter sleeves that some people have done. And the pattern as written makes those sleeves a little wide around your arm so that they drape. Mine are more of a cap sleeve, so I knew I didn't need to have it that big around. So I also made fewer repeats on my sleeves. So that saved on yarn, and it was just a chance that I was going to be able to finish it with that little bit of yardage, and it worked. I'm amazed. And everybody who's thinking, oh, I have a skein of Miss Babs in my stash, Charlene's very small. So I don't think I could have squeezed a cardigan for myself out of a single skein of Miss Babs, hmm. in case anyone's getting excited they might be able to do that, unless well, you're very petite. There are ways to maximize things. Definitely. And also, like I said, I, I was prepared for the fact that the sweater might be shorter than my other version, and it didn't end up being that much shorter. So oh, I was nice. very happy with it. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be like a sweater. To your I do. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be able to wear this with tank tops, t-shirts. Absolutely love it. I bought the yarn at Stitches West 2013. So it's been sitting in my stash for over a year. It's the color Birchwood, which is a lovely tonal gray aluminum, I guess. And I don't know why I didn't knit with it beforehand. I kept thinking that this was what I was going to do with it, make another February lady sweater because I wear my old one a lot. But I think I kept looking for something else, thinking I really should make something else with it. And I should have just gone ahead and done it because I absolutely love it. Color is gorgeous. 
think that's so awesome, especially that sense of satisfaction you get from one, using stash yarn that's been in deep stash. Yeah. And two, knitting a sweater you know you're going to love because yeah. you love your other February lady yeah. sweater to pieces. Your other two, I should yeah. say. I, so, I love huge it. Huge success story. And I used buttons from stash, so it wow. was a great, great, great win. How about you? Have you finished anything? I did. I finished my Magnolia cardigan, which Yay! was the test knit I was doing from Hohe, and I forgot to bring it to show you. Oh. Love the sweater. Absolutely love it. It is the perfect comfortable sweater. There's nothing else to say. Nice. It's similarly constructed to lipstick, her other cardigan that's in worsted weight yarn. I loved that construction, which is the main reason why I wanted to knit this one. And I, I didn't mention it during my stocking segment, because I knew you were going to talk about it now. Yeah, because so. <laughs> the pattern, just she just released exactly. it yesterday, August exactly. 4th. So it's brand spanking new. So it's and, now on my stocking list. Yeah, I before I forget to mention it, Hohe started her fall knit along. Mm -hmm. So any of her designs, uh, if you check out her Ravelry group, it started August 1st and it goes to November 1st. So it's a very long duration, and I plan to knit at least, I hope, two of her shawls, if not a sweater also, because they're things that I've wanted to knit for a long time. Yeah, I need so, to get my name in there and do that as well. Yeah, so if you're interested at all in knitting any hokey patterns right now, it's a very, very fun, happy, supportive group. They're just pleasantly chatty. It's a, it's a really great group, great people. So I highly recommend anyone who likes knit-alongs. I know that there are a lot of people like Charlene who <laughs> think of it as deadline knitting, but I'm kind of motivated by knit-alongs. I enjoy them. Don't always finish them, but, you know, it gives me a little bit of inspiration sometimes. So Hohe's doing that now, and I'm sure Magnolia is a hot thread on that knit-along group. Probably. And I ended up loving my single-ply fingering, the Western Sky Knits color Violetta, which has some cognac in it from the Colors of yes. Fall palette, and purple. And it definitely is more variegated than most sweaters I've knit, but it blends so well. It's not like... Viagent is going to be kind of in your face variegated because the color pops are so bright against the light gray. The Violetta wasn't like that at all. It all just, even though it's variegated purple and brown, it all just goes together so well. So really, really am in love with the whole finished project. Really love it. And there are some beautiful ones. She had, I think about 10 or 12 test knitters. So there are already quite mm -hmm. a few FOs, different colors. Um, my friend Shannon used a heavier weight yarn and hers is just stunning. So definitely check it out. And the only modifications I made, I started with a size small and then increased to get a size medium for my hips, which is mm -hmm. something that I do on any sweater that's going to be anything other than cropped. I always start smaller at the bust and go bigger for the hips because mm -hmm. that's the way my body shaped. And I also, instead of going down a uh, down a needle size for the sleeves, I went up a needle size. But other than that, I knit it exactly by the pattern. Cool. Super fun knit. Easy knit, too. Super yeah. easy knit. So, Sounds good. All right. We wanted to do a knit-along update. So, as of this morning, 23 finished objects, and wow. we still have a month and a half to go. There are sweaters, several sweaters already. One of them is a Hitofu day, too. And shawls, lots of shawls. There is at least one hat and at least one pair of socks. I'll so, have to check it out. So, I haven't been in our Ravelry group for the last week because we've been away. So I'm, I have a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> yeah, lots of FOs. It's been nice. really fun to watch people, nice. you know, produce things with their looks and things like that. That's Just super, great. super fun. I love seeing the finished photos. So do I. <laughs> Amy, Quixotic Pixels, she did the outfit along. Oh, and okay. her sweater and dress combo are just beautiful. And Erin nice. from Stash and Bur no, sorry, Erin from Double Knit Podcast, she put her outfit along picture up on Instagram the other day. Oh my I gosh, her dress is amazing. Yeah, so is her sweater that. too, but oh my gosh, I wish I could sew. <laughs> and we also have a list of prizes. So what yes. I did is I kind of focused on the designers and the yarn companies that we are using, Charlene and I together, on our Colors of Fall projects. And I asked them, are you interested in participating in prizes? And 
almost every single one of them said yes. One of them I haven't heard back from, but amazing designers and yarnies out there, of course. So we will have patterns from the following awesome designers. Anna Marie Otvos, who is, I think, Pumpkin 73 on Ravelry. She's 11 Wild Swans designs because I'm planning to knit her Gauffrey's pullover. Okay. Martina Beam, who is the designer of, of course, the Viagent and a million other fantastic <laughs> shawls. Hohe, of course, because all the various shawls we're knitting of hers right now and sweaters. Isabel Kramer, who is the designer of A Hint of Summer, as well as many other fantastic sweaters. Boo Knits, who is the designer of my puck shawl, as well as a gazillion other amazing shawls. Kirsten Johnstone, who is the designer of the Rayune sweater that Charlene just finished. And Kelly Brooker, who is the designer of the Baby Vertebrae sweater that I knit, which was in aluminum and royal Yay. blue for my cousin and his wife, who are expecting a baby. And then two other people who have recently contacted us saying they'd love to donate patterns are Helen Stewart, who is Curious Handmade. I've knit a couple of her shawls, and she has a brand new one out for her Dream Big collection. Her July release is called the Sunburst Shawl. So pretty. One skein with beads. Oh, it's really, really pretty. And Estella Haynes, who is just one more, please. One more row, please. And she's donating two patterns. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different pattern prizes. Thank you so much to all of you fantastic designers. And the yarn makers, Miss Babs is going to send us two skeins of yarn for giveaways. Western Sky Knits, we have a skein of her 50% merino, 50% silk in the rock girl colorway, which is mm -hmm. like aluminum, gray, and purple. One of my really favorite pretty. colorways. Yep. I have a sweater st sweater's quantity of that stashed away. Yep. And Die for Yarn, who I'm using their ground sapphire for my puck shawl. They're going to send us a skein. Jinx Yarn, which is the yarn that I used for my drifting cardigan that has Misty Mauve and Radiant Orchid in it. Uh, the wonderful desire, designer, no, I'm sorry, she's not a designer. She's a yarn dyer. Laura <laughs> is sending us a skein of her yarn. And Dragonfly Fibers, and they are the yarn makers who made the yarn that Charlene used for Rayune, the pixie. Yes pixie base yes. so they are sending us a skein as well so that's two four six skeins of yarn and Yay. that's a lot of prizes so we're super prizes. excited so far you have a really good chance yeah exactly <laughs> lots of there will be lots of great prizes and we're super excited about it we appreciate all the wonderful support out there and we forgot when we did our book review recently oh, of right. Knits That Breathe and Mystic Shawls, we forgot to do a giveaway. You'd think that we were not. <laughs> so we've never done this before. So we are doing a belated giveaway for these books. And what we're going to do is open two different threads, one for the Knits That Breathe book and one for the Mystic, Mystic Shawls, Shawls book. And please, in your post, make sure that you say which pattern from the book is your favorite. And we will probably close that down what's today is the fifth we'll close it down before we next record let me look at my calendar which will, will be... probably the 19th so we'll probably close that down monday august 18th sounds good one entry per person please you can enter both if you want and i wanted to do Charlene and i decided to do, to do two separate threads in case you wanted one book more than the other or right. whatever. So. Right. This this way, if you're not interested in a particular book, you don't have to put your name in. Exactly. So please go ahead and put your name in for either of the books, and we'll pick for the winner next episode. Yeah. Sounds good. And okay. then the last thing I wanted to mention was we got a request from the Two Knit Lit Chicks podcast. They have moved their podcast to a new internet host, and consequently their RSS feed and iTunes feed have changed. So if you are a listener of the Two Knitlit Chicks podcast, like Gail and myself. That's Barb and Tracy. Barb and Tracy. You should, oh, and you have noticed that there hasn't been an episode from them recently. You should go to iTunes, unsubscribe and resubscribe, or go to their website and find their brand new RSS feed and resubscribe and your feed should be updated and you should be receiving, I think there are two episodes that they have released on the new feed. So if you haven't heard from them in a while, check that out. Okay, this is how out of it I've been lately. 
So Barb from the Two Lit Chicks sent that email to both me and mm-hmm. Charlene saying, would you please mention this on your podcast? Well, of course we will. Well, like four days ago, I was wondering, I wonder why there hasn't been a oh. new episode <laughs> from Barb and Tracy in like a month. <laughs> I completely forgot. So Barb, thank you for asking us to mention that because now I will resubscribe as well. Hopefully that'll be true for my podcast app on my iPhone as well. Oh gosh, moments like this, you just wonder. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We hope that you're having a good summer if you're in our hemisphere or a good winter if you're down south. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We will. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits.